questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mal Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. And I hope you subscribe tonight, if you are not a subscriber, because this is great information, and you can experience everything we have ever done for the past nine seasons. And as always, if you want to get in touch with me, have a guest suggestion, want to be a guest on this radio program, or simply have feedback, you know that I always love to hear from you. Click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And customarily, you hear my voice with a synopsis preceding every interview. But tonight, I will let the great British theater and television actress, Estelle Collaire, summarize tonight's interview for you. There are few people with the boldness and imagination to write a book such as Genesis Antarctica, and in doing so, create an entirely new genre of writing. Part history, part fantasy, part allegory, and part metaphysical, the book is based on the 1962 Vostok expedition to Antarctica. From there, it goes on to tell the story of the discovery of 21 ancient urns buried in the ice with scrolls inside. As the scrolls are translated, they tell of a civilization that lived tens of thousands of years ago on Antarctica, when it was farther north, and of how they lost their high levels of consciousness. To those who have studied ancient history even a little, it becomes clear that civilization was very much different in the distant past. Originally, the church declared that the world was created just before dawn on the morning of October 23rd, 4004 BC, a Sunday. When that began to look absurd, we were taught that the planet itself had been here for a long time, but that civilization only began about 9,000 years ago, when we were mostly cavemen who lived a hunting-gathering lifestyle. However, with the discovery of many, many artifacts of things like geared machine parts, dated at 400 million years ago, a gold chain dated to at least 260 million years old, and a shoe print in material more than 505 million years old, it becomes clear that much of what we have been taught to believe is really a story. When you study the story a little further, it becomes obvious that it was made up to sound plausible, to give people a sense of security, and to implant subtle limitations in thinking, along with expectations of reality. Whether you're talking about Adam and Eve, or cavemen, implicit in what we've been taught is the idea that this is as good as it gets, and life has never been better. So why look back? Just be satisfied with what we have become today because we're at a high point of development. However, when you actually look at and study history, 
it slowly dawns on you that everyone is believing in a fairy tale of history that holds little possibility or potential and almost no hope for the future. The question then arises, if we can all be so dedicated to a story that isn't true and has no hope, why not create a better story? Why not create a story of the history that upholds the idea of a glorious and worthy past? One that inspires and holds the possibility of rising once again to our own potential? That is why Genesis Antarctica is so intriguing. It breaks the rules and offers an alternative version of history that is no less plausible than stories like Adam and Eve or illiterate cavemen. Why should we settle for just one version of history? Why shouldn't we create stories of a beautiful and inspiring past rather than one of sin, punishment and ignorant grunting? For those who are awake to what is really happening in the world today, those who study ancient history, those interested in metaphysics and anyone with any degree of sensitivity, this book creates a longing that wells up from inside that is almost painful in its wistfulness and hopefulness. The truth in George Orwell's famous words is clear. Who controls the past controls the future. Who controls the present controls the past. If we want a better future, it is time we created a new story about the past. Although initially a compulsive writer of poems, dramatic monologues, and radio plays from 1967 to 1973, Gordon Curl Smith was a visionary artist with a studio in one of London's major West End. During that time, he produced a series of symbolic visionary paintings, which were exhibited and sold in a top Cork Street gallery, several of them to well-known theater personalities who had visited his studio. His website is genesis-antarctica.com, and he joins us directly from Nîmes, France. Hello, Gordon, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Hello. Yes, well, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> My pleasure. And Gordon, the first thing I'm going to say, and I mentioned this to you before offline, two weeks ago I interviewed a gentleman, and I thought that it was the lengthiest book in my library, but yours has the record now, by the way. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's that that's that's good to know. It's a, it can also you be used as a pretty good doorstop, actually. <laughs> <laughs> now, why I know it's it's a, it's a trilogy, but you don't call it a trilogy; you call it a trinity. Why is that? I call it a trinity, yeah, because um, there's a lot of facets to this book, and uh, as you, which which is one of the reasons why it is so long, um, and uh, there are certain undercurrents of of religion and mysticism and 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 philosophy uh, uh, which accompany uh, an ongoing story of 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 epic of epic proportions um and i just wanted it to be different i just i just uh, decided that instead of being a trilogy there are so many trilogies i thought well let's have a trinity which means three, and it has undertones of, of religion about it. Uh, so there are certain aspects of that, which, which, which is one of the reasons to, which is one of the reasons why I called it a trinity. 
how did someone like you become exposed to all this material and how long did it take for you to write this book? Well, this book was originally written, um, actually, the, 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 the basic core, core um, account was, was written in the early 1970s. And um, it was at a time, as you, 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 as you mentioned in your introduction, I was a, I was a painter, I was an artist who, who was d creating um, visionary, visionary paintings, meaning paintings that had a great deal of symbolism about them and were very often depicting sort of legendary things and there were sort of a, there were angels and knights in armor and, and things like this. And, um, But it, it came to a point when I wanted, instead of continuing all the time with painting, I, I decided that I wanted to paint with words rather than, rather than with oils and, 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 and brushes. And this, was, this, this resulted actually from meeting um, a, a, pair, a pair of wonderful painters, artists, um, who were who were the found two of the founders of a, of a movement in 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 Holland called the Metarealists and they were such amazing painters uh, with such an incredible technique i wanted to to be as good as they were but was missing perhaps um 10 years of art school and so initially uh, and drawing upon all kinds of sources. I, I, I wrote this story in, in 1974, 1975. It was a story which kind of wrote itself. Uh, and there always seemed to be something about it which, which went beyond the story, but I never really knew what it was. And um, at the time, Uh, I sent it to a publisher and uh, who, who was very kind to inform me that the book, in his opinion, was too ambitious for a first book. And so it kind of laid around for, for several, for, for, well, for 40 years and um, was only revived uh, sort of five years ago. And the, the, and bringing it back to life, Uh, by bringing it back to life, a whole a whole amount of of other elements became associated with it to to create to create actually a, a kind of parallel reality which 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 gave it a, a, a re, which which gave it a reality a reality of its own and has subsequently proved. To be uh, to have an influence uh, uh, among a considerable number of number of people who are able to actually identify with it and um, and can see in this story something that belongs to them or something that they have actually experienced many 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 years before. Are you referring to past live memories? Oh, I'm talking about past life memories. Yes, uh, and. Um, um, this is one aspect, uh, one aspect of the book, which is which, which makes it, I suppose, a little bit different. Um, perhaps it, it would be interesting to to know that um, the way the book is presented, it is it is 
It is based on a series of documents, manuscripts, which were found under the Antarctic ice in 1962 by a, uh, an expedition called the Vostok Traverse Expedition, which set out from Wilkes Base on the Antarctic coast and headed inland um, for, first of all, to to Vostok, the 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 which is a, now which even then was an abandoned Russian base, and how later, well, in in recent years, they've actually discovered that there is a lake underneath the the the, the ice, uh, very very deep down at, at that point, and then this expedition pushed on on a on a they had a they had a secret agenda which was to see if there could be any traces of ancient civilizations under the ice uh, in Antarctica because um, a large number of fossils and and various artifacts, coal and, and, and things like this, have been found under the ice, proving that at one time Antarctica was in much more warmer uh, climes. And by the way, and what you're so, saying is is fact, because I know the, the book is part history, fantasy, allegory, metaphysical. And as I mentioned mm -hmm. before, we tried not to discuss fantasy and allegory. What you're stating right now is fact, correct? Uh, the, 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 Wilkes, the, expedition. Uh, the expedition is absolutely true. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yes, absolutely. You, it, this is very well documented. However, the part of it uh, con concerning the discovery of the of the manuscripts, uh, it was all, of course, uh, extremely, extremely hushed up and, uh, and, and was not, was not mentioned. But it's, it's still fact. How was it, how did you find, or who was the source who found out about these 12, uh, the 21 ancient urns buried in, in the ice uh, with the scrolls and, and who translated them and so on? Well, the 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 uh, urns were the, the the urns were taken to a, a research in, institute in Melbourne, in Melbourne, Australia, and they were um, they were uh, deciphered because, uh, fortunately, um, the 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 manuscripts were accompanied in 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 three of the urns. There were there were also some some as it were, explanations uh, on 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 sheets of, of well, it was difficult to know. In fact, they don't know what actual kind of uh, material it is um, on which these these uh, these um, these ex these explanations were, were 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 written. But but in fact, in 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 a in a in a pictorial way, they explained what um, what these. Uh, various glyphs or, or, or symbols meant, and and it was it was a sort of the Rosetta Stone, shall we say? It was the Rosetta Stone uh, of these urns, known as the Harkon urns, because they were discovered on the Harkon the Seventh Plateau, uh, and um, so painstakingly over several years, they were able to decipher a certain number of these documents. Now, how was how would were they deciphered? Was there an ancient language that could be used as a point of reference? Not really. Um, they were um, 
there were certain similarities with with the Easter Island uh, uh, scripts and mm. um, and and various other various other uh, ancient scripts, but but they if it, if it had not been for the the explanation the 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 explanation sheets um, which were in there, it would have been impossible. Can you mention some of the the material that was translated or deciphered? Uh, so, um, what was very interesting about this is that the the uh, the texts were almost entirely, extremely practical, uh, or, or, or shall we say, factu factual, in in as much as they dealt with things like the the way the this society was was organised, um, various decrees. Um, histories of the of the kings of, of this of this civilization, which is known as uh, Zandonatis, um, and um, there were very there were very few, uh, shall we say, literary works. Well, there were two. There were two um, epic poems, um, which were very long. Um, one of them was called the Song of the Heroes, and the other was called the Song of Gorin. And the Zandonatis uh, Trinity books, the, the Trinity of, of Zandonatis books, which are, which are now in one volume called Genesis Antarctica, um, is in fact largely a, 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 a transcription and retelling of, of, of this story of the, the, the Song of Gorin. Which which tells a, 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 a the, of a pivotal moment in the life of this um, this of this uh, civilization, Is which predated. Any... Hmm? No, finish your thought. No, no, I say which which predates all other um, uh, civilizations on Earth uh, by a long shot, and 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 what is even very what is even more interesting is that. With all this mass of material, there was absolutely nothing about any kind of religion of any kind. There were no. Uh, it, it, it appears that that this civilization was the only civilization that there has ever been on Earth which had no gods or 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 even places of worship. And age-wise, how many years are we talking about when it comes to? That this civilization's uh, being active. Well, difficult to say because uh, nothing. They, they, the the researchers found nothing that could be carbon fourteen dated. Uh, so um, it could be, you know, it, it it could be a few tens of thousands, or or, or maybe more. I mean, um, people are turning up all kinds of weird artifacts that are being dated back to. I don't know, hundred uh, thousand years or more, um, and uh, so who 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 can tell how 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 old they are? But um, they doesn't seem, you know, it seems pretty sure that this is the 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 uh, the original civilization on Earth from which all others came. Would it be safe to say that it's a pre-Diluvian civilization? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely, because um, because well, because it must have been on a time when when Antarctica was um, was in warmer climes, which means that because of uh, continental shift or, or or the shifting crust, um, it must have been somewhere in the Pacific. 
Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.